0: This is episode 12 of the Fitter, Healthier Dad podcast. Today we are going to be talking about breathing and breath work, which may seem strange to some, but being conscious about breathing and how you can use that to reduce stress can have a profound impact on your physical and mental health. Joining me on the podcast today is the Breath Guy, a.k.a. Richie Bostock. Richie's mission is to remind the world how we breathe on purpose uh, Richie, thanks very much for joining me on the podcast today.
1: Uh, thank you so much for having me. It's a great pleasure to be able to, uh, to share and uh, hopefully some information that will be really useful for, for you and, and others who are listening.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think, um, it, it, like I said in my intro, really, um, sometimes when you talk, you say to people about breathing and, and breath work, they kind of look at you a little bit strangely um, because it's something that we do unconsciously in order to stay alive. But um, I know through through looking, uh, reading some of your stuff and watching you online, actually, when you implement this stuff, it can have such a profound impact just on your general daily lives, really. Um, and it's something which uh, I uh, incorporate in my morning routine um, and it really sets me up nicely for the day. So, um before we obviously kick off with all, all the questions and going into detail, can you give us a brief introduction about your background you and how you became uh, to be known as the breath guy?
1: Well you 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 hit the nail on the head there it's um, it's funny it's uh, it's quite funny if I go to I don't know a dinner party or or something like that and meet new people and they ask me what I do and I tell tell them I teach people how to breathe for a living they uh, get very confused. And, uh, but then it always comes with uh, a bunch of follow-up questions as to what do you mean? And, uh, no. you know, I'm not a yogi. I'm not a yoga teacher, although I do love yoga. Um, I'm not a Pilates teacher. I'm not a personal trainer. You know, I really only focus on teaching people about the breath. And, you know, there's no, there's actually no university degree for that. I, uh, I uh, originally started um, my professional career in, in management consulting back in Australia. So the uh, mm-hmm. In uh, one of those big consulting firms, and um, eventually realized that that wasn't for me after many, many years of of working there and doing, you know, eighty hour weeks as uh, and uh, living a very fast paced lifestyle. Um, but uh, the way that I got turned onto the breath was because of my dad actually. So mm-hmm. my dad uh, years ago was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis, which is an autoimmune disease, yeah. and uh, so I was always on the lookout for things that might be able to help my dad. So whether it was lifestyle changes, alternative therapies, anything that might be useful for him, because like, uh, un- unlike, I don't know, say if you catch a virus or something like that, you know, there's no magic pill that you can take for an autoimmune issue and it just disappears. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's often something that people will deal with for a lifetime. So yeah. I was just always on the lookout for things that might help him. And then I came across this man on a podcast, actually, and his okay. name is Wim Hof. Uh, yeah. He's known as the Iceman, and if you haven't heard of the Iceman before, he's this pretty pretty crazy Dutch guy, and uh, <laughs> he's famous because he holds 20-something world records, all related to cold exposure. So things like swimming under ice for the longest distance, um, doing, a, 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 I think it was like the fastest marathon or half marathon in the Arctic Circle, just wearing shorts and nothing else. Um, he got to the death zone on uh, Everest just wearing shorts and nothing else and just a lot of pretty crazy stunts all related to cold exposure and through his training and through um, his experience uh, he eventually created this technique which he eventually called the Wim Hof technique and um, it's a combination of cold exposure so for us say in London it might just be um, swimming, in, you know, swimming in a Lido when it's in the winter or having a cold shower or if you can get to an ice bath or something like that, that's even better. Um, and also breathing techniques. And uh, so this was my, really my first you know, uh, foray into this idea that the way that you breathe can actually have quite a profound effect on you. And so I ended up uh, traveling to Poland and doing a, a, a mini retreat uh, learning the Wim Hof methods that so were in Poland in the middle of winter and um, right. and uh, just had the most incredible experience. We were swimming in the ice lakes, hiking around in the snow barefoot, just wearing shorts minus six degrees out for, you know, an hour and a half, two hours. Yeah. We, we climbed the tallest mountain in Poland just wearing our shorts minus 19 degrees plus the wind and snow, you know, it takes four and a half, five hours to get to the top. So, really had an amazing, uh, amazing experience there. But what really struck me was these deep breath work sessions that we would do. And, you know, to this point, I didn't know that breath work was a thing. Um, yeah. and it was my first experience with breath work. We would go uh, down into the basement of this hotel and, uh, there was 25 of us all together, plus the instructors who were teaching us. And we would do these breathing sessions for 45, 50 minutes Uh, and uh, have these really profound experiences and I remember coming out of my first one just feeling this incredible sense of clarity of uh, confidence of like I felt like unshakable I felt like I could do anything in the world you know and that nothing could get in my way and I just felt amazing and I just remember after that session in the morning just having breakfast and eating my eggs and I think I was mid mid uh, bite and just had this thought of why doesn't everybody know about this? Because it's just breathing. If I can yeah. feel this good just by breathing, then what what is going on? Like it's almost criminal that people don't know that this is accessible to them. So, um, so yeah, so that's where that was a real profound moment for me. And to cut a long story short, I brought the technique back to my dad, and you know we're years down mm-hmm. the line now. Um, he breathes every day, cold showers every day, changed his diet in a big way as well. And the progression of his MS has just stopped in its tracks completely. So wow. after that, I just, I became obsessed with breath work. I spent the next three years traveling all over the world, learning from anybody who was doing something interesting with the breath. And uh, and now here we are just uh, trying to, to share the good word and, you know, help yeah. people, use this wonderful tool i always call it the swiss army knife of the body for all the different things that it can do for us um so just to let them know and to teach people that this is available to them
0: yeah it it is it is and it you know it sounds a bit of a cliche but it it is truly amazing and and it's 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 kind of testament to to how many tools that we have our um kind of exposure really to 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 kind of improve our lives on a daily basis. Often when we're trying to improve things, we go and look externally for things. So you know it could be a workout, it could be some kind of food or whatever um, to improve ourselves. But actually we have all you know many of the tools that we need to really profoundly change the way that we live. Um, And I you know I can relate to to you know your personal situation with your father my father also has ms as well um unfortunately i've not managed to get him to 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 kind of change his diet or anything like that yet but but um it is it's very interesting to hear you say that it's really stopped his ms in his track so so you know this this simple unconscious um thing that we do every day in order to stay stay alive is 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 quite powerful
1: absolutely and you know what i've had um Many people reach out because I've shared this story quite a few times on podcasts and magazines and on telly and stuff. And so I have many people reach out with all sorts of autoimmune issues saying, yes, I've been doing this already and it's really helping me, or I've just started it and it seems to be making a difference. So, you know, hopefully your dad will can get on it. You know, my my dad's, he's, um you know, old school Brit. And uh, mm. when I went yeah. to him, you know, when I first found out about this method and I went to him and I said, hey, mate, you know, this... This this Dutch guy called the Iceman Man says that if you do some breathing and take a cold shower, to help your MS. What do you think? Uh, he yeah. kind of just looked at me strangely and was like, "What are you talking about?" So yeah. it, it took me traveling to the other side of the world and climbing a mountain in my shorts nine when minus nineteen degrees temperatures to convince yeah. him to do it. But uh, yeah. it, it works. So, um, so I would yeah, yeah I would definitely. Um, recommend if anyone as well, if you know anyone who has any autoimmune issues to, to definitely try it out. And um, also from a diet perspective, it's so, so important. And what helped my dad was something called the Walls Protocol, W-A-H-L-S, um, by a lady called Dr. Terry Walls, who healed herself from her MS purely through nutrition. And, uh, and uh, I think it's also useful for any type of autoimmune uh, disease so yeah definitely combine those two things together and you've you've got something pretty powerful
0: yeah it's uh, that's that's quite amazing so so when we when we talk about breath work um are we thinking are we just talking about just kind of sitting there focusing on our breathing or are there specific techniques we can utilize you know in, in for certain situations or things that we want to accomplish how does that all kind of fit together and work
1: yeah, good question. So, I define breathwork simply as any time that you become aware of your breathing and then start to change it, to modulate it, to create some sort of physical, mental, or emotional benefit for yourself. So, it can be like a, you know, on, a, on the most simplest form, doing a breathing technique for one to two minutes when you're feeling stressed to try and relax yourself. And in its more complex form, it can be lying down and doing certain breathing techniques for one hour, two hours, three hours, nonstop as an incredible form of emotional therapy. You know, there's, there are ways to breathe that allow you to access the unconscious mind and to really work through any emotional baggage that you're holding on to, any past traumas, to be able to release and integrate that um, just by breathing, not even necessarily needing to talk about it. Uh, so I always say it's kind of like talking therapy on steroids. It's a really <laughs> powerful stuff. Um, and then everything in between as well. So you can breathe for meditation purposes. You can breathe uh, for athletic performance. Um, you can breathe for all sorts of physical ailments or diseases. Um, you can breathe just to feel really good for no reason whatsoever. You can breathe to create energy. You can breathe to feel more creative. You can really use it in so many different ways. Um, yeah. And uh, it's as, all you need to do is understand uh, a few key principles around what does what with the breath. And then you can start to even create some breathing protocols for yourself that uh, could be very beneficial for you.
0: Okay. So what are the, the key principles then?
1: Well, this is a workshop in itself. Um, <laughs> this is a workshop. So it really depends on what you're trying to do, for example. Like, um, you know, if you are we, – we when we play around with the breath, we usually – uh, tug on a few different levers. Now there can be length and duration of inhales and exhales. There can be length and duration of perhaps pauses between inhales and exhales. There can be depth of the breath. Do you take a full, complete deep breath, filling up your lungs completely? Or do you Mm -hmm. only breathe, um, until maybe 80% or 50% capacity? Because these actually do different things physiologically in the body. Um, you know, do you breathe through your nose? Do you breathe through your mouth? Uh, there are lots of different little levers that you can use to change, um, uh, the way how the breath affects all the different systems that happen in your body, whether it's your endocrine system, which is your hormones, your nervous system, your digestive system. Um, your immune system, your cardiovascular system, obviously your respiratory system, even your lymphatic system. The the breath really touches on everything, and that is because it is the only function in the body that is completely unconscious and then also completely under our control. So right. it runs unconsciously because it's governed by something called the autonomic nervous system, and this mm-hmm. nervous system is controls all the stuff that happens inside of you without you thinking about it. So whether it's your food digesting, uh, the balance of your hormones, your heart beating, your breath, uh, all these things. Um, But of course, we can actually control the way that we breathe. So it kind of becomes like a highway or a gateway to get into this autonomic nervous system and then start to change the way that it is firing, affecting your hormones, affecting your heartbeat, all these kinds of things. And therefore... It's almost like a control panel. You can use it as a, as a way to turn certain things on and off, to speed things up, to slow them down. Um, it's really quite unique and very, very special. And, of course, ancient traditions have known this forever. You know, So many yeah. uh, ancient traditions yeah. all over the world have breathing practices of some sort, but it kind of has gotten a little bit lost in modern society. But now it's it's coming back to the forefront.
0: Yeah, I think that's a very very good point that you make. And it, and it, for me, it seems like that's happening in a lot of different areas. So, you know, sleep is another big one. Um, you know, when you talk to people about sleep, oh, Well, of course I sleep or I only need X number of hours of sleep a night. But once you focus in on some of these elements, the impact that it can have, it, like I've already said, it is, is quite um, profound. And it's just, I think, we, we have, like you say, you know, society has developed at such a rate and it's, it's developing at a faster rate than it's ever developed in, in modern history. Um, and it is kind of stripping it back and taking it back and realising and recognising that we have these tools in order to kind of help our daily lives because obviously there's this big focus on mental health right now, particularly I'm finding in, in the media and in social media. Um And and the natural reaction to a lot of these things are to visit a GP and and get medication. Whereas, you know, particularly with breathing and stuff like that, and if you're feeling stressed or you're feeling overwhelmed, if you just kind of stop and actually just focus on that and clear the mind, the impacts can be as good as kind of, you know, taking drugs or, or whatever it is you need to try and calm yourself down.
1: 100% and you know what there is more and more evidence that shows that our mental and emotional states really do th- physically manifest in one way or another so if you are constantly um stressed then that is going to start to create certain uh, effects throughout your body and um you know the easiest one to to see is your digestive system you know when you are stressed in your fight or flight mode uh, a lot of people don't realize that the body starts to divert blood from your digestive system to your muscles, because when you are stressed and you're in fight or flight, the survival mechanism is to provide as much blood, which carries the oxygen, carries the glucose, all the energy that we need to do something, whether to fight or to run away. Um, so yeah, The survival mechanism is to send as much resources as possible to our muscles so that we can act But if you are constantly stressed, it means that your your digestive system and even your reproductive organs as well are being incredibly underserved for for nutrients and for nourishment. So, you know, when people are chronically stressed, things like IBS or gastro problems um, and for especially a lot of ladies, things like uh, polycystic ovaries, endometriosis, like these these go hand in hand with stress. Um, And it's just one example when we start talking about things like trauma as well man, that, that, that can manifest itself in whole other ways. And, you know, it's really funny for me that mental health has taken so long to be a thing, you know, or like to come into the forefront of, of everyone's mind, just because if at the end of the day, one of the main, you know, I wouldn't say goals, but one of the main outcomes that we would like in our life is to be happy, then maybe mental health is one of the main things to focus on with that. And, Um, the beautiful thing about breath work as it pertains to mental health is that it can, uh, it's a very physical practice. You know, you're controlling your breath, you're doing something and that can have a profound effect on the mind. A lot of people really struggle with things like meditation, you know, like, uh, meditation can be very intimidating for a lot of people because you're trying to get a hold of the mind using your mind. And, uh, but when you do breath work, you're getting a handle on the mind using your body and for a lot of people that seems a lot more accessible. That seems a lot more doable. And the great thing about breath work is that to, you know, you don't need to be a a very Zen person or have tried meditation before for it to have an effect. You know, if you do certain routines, it's like, there's a 99.999% guarantee that you are going to go into a meditative state of flow simply because of the physiological changes that you are making in your body, you can't help it to happen. Like uh, it has to happen um, regardless of how Zen you are. So it's a, it's a pretty cool thing. And, you know, I'd go into and do a lot of corporate work and I go into businesses and it's really funny. You know, I go, I I might go into the financial district and here in London and uh, and go into a bank and have 80 bankers Lying down on the ground in their suits, doing breathing techniques, you know, and they come out and they feel like they feel brand new, they feel absolutely amazing, yeah. and basically not a single one of them has even thought of the word meditation, you know so um right. it's yeah it's right. it's very accessible for everyone who uh who wants to try and give it a go,
0: yeah, I think that yeah and 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 I think the other thing is is i can I only imagine what it's like going into a, an investment bank so I, I used to work in them. And trying to get these bankers to actually co- concentrate on their breath work and, and, and things like that and I would imagine there's a lot of skepticism there until they've actually tried it. Um, and like you say you know that the effects of it can be quite quite profound um, for something that's that's very simple um, but but when we um, think about physical health and fitness um, and, and breathing and um, you know often, When I I work with people and and I see people training and stuff like that, you know, the last thing that they're focusing on um, when they're doing their workouts are, are, you know, mindful breathing. They're just trying to get themselves through the workouts or they're just trying to run on the treadmill. and, And actually what they don't realize is if they actually focused on their breathing, their workouts would become a bit easier. So. You know, I, I've done this for, for my running. I'm, I'm focusing now on, on nasal breathing, so making sure that I'm really taking in big gulps of air through my nose and, and breathing out through the mouth. And I've found that that's helped me in my distance running. So so what are the type of things that we can focus on in that respect when we're, when we're you know, working out or, or thinking about doing fitness?
1: Yep, Absolutely. So there's a whole host of different breathing protocols as it pertains to physical um, activity. And it just depends what we're trying to do. What you were talking about there with running is absolutely perfect. There are more, more studies showing that nasal breathing um, is actually very useful, particularly for endurance activities. Um, so yeah. learning to breathe in and out through the nose while you run. And what will happen initially is you will it will be difficult and you will feel short of breath, and you won't feel like you'll be able to run as fast or as far. Um, but what you need to allow it to happen is for your body to catch up to your lungs. Sorry, for your lungs to catch up to your body. So um, so you need to, just for a period of time, maybe just taper it down a little bit. So if you feel like you need to, if you're if you're breathing through your nose and you feel like you need to breathe through your mouth, actually just stop and start walking and continue to breathe in and out through the nose until you catch your breath and then continue again. But the idea being that you go at a cadence and at a pace um, that allows you to breathe in and out through your nose comfortably without having to stop or feeling short Mm -hmm. of breath. Um, And then eventually the body adapts and it gets better and better at it. So um, that's, that's a great thing to do. Absolutely. Um, Probably one of the, since that was for endurance, we'll talk about something that's a bit more like high intensity. Uh, And this is actually great for any, after any physical activity, any workout that you do, When you are doing a physical activity, particularly if it's uh, something like HIIT training or or something that's very intense or physical, um, you need to to downregulate your nervous system afterwards to help the body to go into a state of recovery faster. So the best way to be able to do that is to practice some slower breathing. So if you are able to take five minutes after your workout to sit or lie on the ground, close your eyes and relax, put on your favorite music or whatever makes sense for you, um, and yeah. then breathe in and out nice and slow, uh, whether okay. it's five seconds in, five seconds out, four seconds in, four seconds out, six seconds in, six seconds out, even even um, even uh, inhales and exhales, uh, but for at least four seconds if you can. Um, yeah. Then and and re- maintain that for five minutes, that slower breathing, and this is one of the principles that we we're kind of talking about before. slower breathing aids in shifting you into your what's called your parasympathetic nervous system or your rest and digest response. And this is when your body starts to go into maximum recovery mode. Uh, so right. doing um, some even just five minutes, if you can do more, that's even better uh, of just nice, slow relaxed breathing. After your hit session, after your class, whatever, um, would be so so useful for aiding your recovery.
0: Yeah, that's really interesting, isn't it? Because um, you know, once you finish the workout, it's it's kind of you do a bit of a stretch, and then then you go and shower and you get on with your day. But just to kind of take that five minutes out just to relax your body um, and and your breathing, how much of an impact um, it can have on on your kind of recovery um, and just your, your long-term kind of health.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's, um, you know, what happens for so many people, particularly, you know, if you're if you're living in a, in a big city and uh, maybe have quite a fast-paced life is, you know, people have stressful jobs and they need to just try yeah. and fit in, exercise wherever they can. So these hit classes are super popular now, aren't they? Things like Barry's or... Um, it won rebels here in London, that kind of thing. Um, so people, you know, come and they do these high intensity, uh, sessions, which, you know, have a 30 second warm up and a 30 second cool down basically. And but most of it is just, let's just, you know, get fit in as much as possible. And for sure that has its place, but what it means yeah. is that, you know, you're going from your stressful work environment into completely redlining your body physically and then what often people do is then they go straight back to work afterwards. <laughs> um, so you, 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 your nervous system is never actually shifting into its relaxation response and into its recovery response, um, which, you know, means that if you chronically leave your body in the stress response, this the state of fight or flight, then all these um, physical manifestations, whether it's adrenal fatigue, uh, uh, problems sleeping, chronic pains, issues with digestion, um, you know, and then, you know, ultimately leading to some bigger issues like some chronic illnesses, you know, um, it's, it's, it's not a good thing. So being able to prioritize shifting down your nervous system, prioritizing relaxation as a skill, you know, that's a weird thing for people to think about. Relax is relaxing a skill that you can develop um yeah. absolutely and I for me it's just as important as being active you know you got to go go do your HIIT classes you know they're great I love them yeah. too but yeah. balance it out guys because if you don't then you something's going to happen in the future and you just don't want that
0: yeah and, and I think this comes back to the point that I said in the beginning is that we are, I think we are kind of coming full circle in that we are kind of going back a step or quite a few steps and understanding that you know, it's not a linear approach to, to health and fitness. It's not just a, a diet or a hit session, like you say. It's taking that holistic approach and it's looking at, at these very, what we perceive to be very basic functions that we have, but actually making a point of focusing on them and using that as in a holistic approach to improve your overall, you know, um, health, really. And, um, yeah, I think it's, it's becoming more and more prevalent prevalent it's becoming more and more um publicized i guess is is a word in the media that you know not it's not just about going hard and and just sweating it out and and getting fitter it's actually look at all these other elements that you can use to, to kind of build it build it up really so in terms of um when is it good to use mindful breathing obviously you've touched on a a few areas there in terms of uh, in terms of stress in terms of mental health and things like that but what 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 would you say is you know the best kind of or not the best but the the, the situations in which you might want to just put that into your day even um and, and, and think about mindfully breathing
1: um yeah it's uh it is your best friend, really. It's there for you whenever it is that you need it. I uh, People often ask me, like, when do I do my mindful breathing or my breath work sessions? And I tell them I'm in a breath work session 24-7. You know, uh, Basically, every moment that I'm awake, I have at least some sort of awareness of what my breath is doing. Now, that doesn't mean that I'm controlling it all the time, but often what happens for me is I – Notice my bra- breathing changing even before I notice my emotion. For example, if something triggers me and I feel a little bit stressed, I already, I straight away become aware that oh, my breathing seems to be a little bit faster up in the chest, and or I'm holding my breath. Um, oh, that must mean I'm stressed. Oh yeah, there's a the stress. I found it now. Like it's um. Yeah. So becoming aware of your breathing is probably the best thing to start to 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 learn because it, uh, it really is a reflection of what's going on inside of you, whether it's physically, mentally, or emotionally. Mm -hmm. So it can be a really good indicator, um, of what state you're at or what state you're in. So become, becoming aware initially, and just getting used to that idea that actually being aware of your breath is kind of important, uh, is an, is a great first step. Um, you know, you can, in terms of using your breath, it's, it's such a, it's such a multifaceted tool. You know, if you wake up, you can breathe in a way to start to create energy so that you don't even need coffee, you know, then if you're on the flip side, end of the day, go to go to sleep, you can breathe in a way to help you to fall asleep quicker. Um, in between you can breathe in ways to, um, help to feel more creative or to help make decisions or to ground yourself. If you're feeling nervous before uh, a meeting or a pitch to a client or something like that, um, so there's lots and lots of different ways of using your breath um and it really just depends on the situation um as to when what how you're going to use it yeah something that
0: you've just been talking there is just is just triggered a thought and that is how much of this do you get involved with children and, and teaching children this type of thing
1: that's a great question now it, I've, uh, <laughs> the, the youngest child I've breathed is five days old. Um, and wow. it might seem like that's impossible. How could you do that? There, there is a way, um, you can, you can teach breathing non, non, uh, verbally, uh, and it's, it is doable. Um, but, uh, but yeah, children are interesting because, you know, before the age of six, usually children have a really nice breath. Like they actually breathe in the way that we're anatomically biomechanically supposed to breathe. Um, but, uh, then life happens and various things impact the way that we breathe. And all of a sudden it for many of us anyway, it starts to become quite dysfunctional. Now, um, if, uh, but working with kids is an interesting one because, uh, of mostly attention spans (laughs) kids, uh, kids will only give you so much attention for a certain period of time and then they want to go off and do their own thing, which is actually what's beautiful about it, you know? kids love have an amazing imagination. They want to play, they want to, um, you know, create worlds in their head. And for many people actually, you know, as you grow up, you lose that, which is a real shame. But, um, but, uh, so, you know, you can definitely teach children some basic principles about breathing and even just instilling it in them, uh, from an early age, just to notice their breath and notice that it is important and that it affects them in some way is is huge. Um, You know, I've, I have, uh, uh, I've worked with a couple of kids before and their parents were actually, um, martial artists. So like Qigong, um, and, and Tai Chi and, uh, and they they have very nice breathing practices. And so the kids just naturally knew already, oh, like if I feel stressed, I can breathe into my belly and take a nice long, deep breath in through the nose. And that's going to help relax me. And I'm like, wow, you're like six years old. That's amazing that you know that. Um, so I think it's something that could definitely, you know, some basic education could be put in schools. Um, yeah. and, uh, it's something that I would love to do one day. Uh, but, uh, it's mm-hmm. like anything, if you start to try and put something into, uh, into, um, public systems, it just takes a little bit of time. Yeah. That's all. Um, yeah. so, but yeah, I think the future is bright and exciting for the kids. I think they, they, they the kids will grow up. These days, the kids being born now will grow up with breathwork being part of their awareness, part of their consciousness. They're going to know that they can go to just like going to a yoga class or to a to a hit class or a cycle class. That there is such thing as a breathwork class that is going to be really good for them.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, I think yeah, I think it's really positive that all of this is kind of coming to the forefront. And like you know, like you say, I think for me personally, once I do certain things. My kids pick up on what I'm doing anyway and just through, by leading by example, they, they start to kind of be inquisitive or want to start doing whatever it is that I'm doing. So, you know, if, if adults are practicing it to, to kind of balance themselves out and, and and cope with certain things, then, you know, naturally children will pick that up. So, yeah, no, I agree. I think it's um really yeah the future is very bright so in terms of um actions that that listeners could take away today you know obviously they've listened to this and maybe they've not even considered breathing or breath work what what five key actions would you say or even you know a few action points would you would you suggest that the the listeners could take away today and start start implementing
1: this so action point number one is to give yourself a little breath assessment right now Um, the easiest way to do that is to look in the mirror, um, and then take a nice deep breath in just through the nose or or mouth. It doesn't really matter. But what I want you to notice when you take your deep breath in, um, is do your shoulders go up in a big way? Maybe there's a lot of movement. Maybe there's some movement. Maybe there's just a little, maybe there's none. Um, if you see your shoulders and uh, move up quite significantly, you feel your chest puff and especially in um, like the upper clavicle areas puff out quite significantly, um, then it probably means that you are a pretty good chest breather. And that actually isn't biomechanically great for us. And it's actually um, attached to your stress response, your sympathetic nervous system. So check this out. Even if you were um, feeling completely relaxed And then you started to breathe high up into the chest. Uh, You would start to stimulate the stress response in your body. And you could measure um, uh, heart rate variability, which is a great measure of how stressed you are. And you would see HIV go down. You would um, see, uh, if you took blood, adrenaline going up, you know, so you, you would be putting your body into a stress response for no reason other than you just breathe that way. And so what that means is that if you are constantly breathing that way, then you are always putting your body into a mild stress response. So straight away, that's the first step is to look at your breath and to see if you are breathing up into the chest habitually. And if that's the case, the easiest way to start to learn how to uh, untrain that is to put your hands um, underneath your ribs on your left hand, right hand side. It's quite tricky to to explain just through voice, but imagine putting your hands just underneath your ribs and then breathing into your hands. So. Another way to visualize it is imagine that you have one of those inflatable um, rings that you would float in, in a swimming pool, and that that's around your belly button. And so when you inhale, think about trying to fill up the space in between where your body is and where the uh, the ring starts. So you're breathing into this ring, into the front, into the sides, into the back, um, and trying to develop this thing called diaphragmatic breathing. Um, the diaphragm is the primary breathing muscle in the body. It connects to the bottom of your ribs. And when you use it in the right way, it expands the bottom of your ribs, pushes down on your digestive organs and pushes your belly outwards to the front and to the sides. And yeah, even to the back. So learning to breathe what we call in a 3d manner, where you're breathing sideways rather than breathing up and down with your shoulders rising, um, is, is such a great, thing to learn how to do so if you are if you're if you are trying to practice that look in the mirror um, put your hands under your ribs breathe into your hands do at least 10 breaths in the morning 10 breaths in the evening um, just as a start just to get used to it and start to then catch yourself throughout the day Um, start to see uh, if um, you know maybe set an alarm for two or three times throughout the day to say check your breath and see if you've returned back to the uh, the The vertical breathing, the the chest breathing. And if you have, take a moment to take five to 10 breaths of the 3D breathing, the diaphragmatic breath, just to reset yourself. And just by doing that diaphragmatic breathing, you will feel more relaxed um, because the diaphragmatic breathing is is shown to be stimulating of something called the vagus nerve, uh, which is the biggest nerve as part of your parasympathetic nervous system. So um, it will shift your neurology into a more relaxed response. Um so that's great so i think that's 3 um 4 yeah. let's see well 4 is i can give you just a little technique of something that is useful when you feel stressed mm-hmm. um it's very yeah. very simple i call it 5pm breathing and i call it 5pm breathing because um it's uh, uh it's a uh, it's a uh, it's, uh, Breath that you use if you um, are feeling well, actually, when well, you, you feel you are uh, when 5 p.m. is the time that you're supposed to knock off uh, work for most of us anyway, maybe not so much in, in central London, but uh, you knock off work and let your hair down, go have a cocktail and relax, right? But it also stands for five breaths per minute. Now, uh, I- so five breaths per minute looks like this you're going to breathe in and out through your nose. It's a three-part breath where you will inhale, you'll exhale straight away, and then you'll pause for a moment. The inhale is four seconds long. The exhale is six seconds long. And then the pause at the bottom is two seconds. So you go in for four, out for six, hold for two, in for four, out for six, hold for two. And you just keep going around the triangle like that. um, And uh, and that is a a wonderfully relaxing breath. Do that for two to three minutes if you're feeling stressed and, and notice the difference. Um, so that's four and five, (sighs) maybe that's five. If you ever, um, are thinking of something and, uh, and if you need to make a decision, take a couple of really relaxing grounding breaths. Um, and and a a great grounding breath is, uh, is often quite similar to like a sigh, you know, you might take a slightly deeper breath than normal. And on the exhale, you just <sighs> just, just relax yeah. and drop and feel the weight of you just kind of drop back to the floor and just use that as an anchor for a moment of stillness before you make a decision. Um, that's a really nice one to do as well. And I do that all the time if I need to think of something or if I need to make a decision on something, two or three of just those nice deeper breaths in through the nose. And out through the mouth or the nose, it doesn't matter. Just kind of sighing it out, yeah. relaxing, grounding downwards, finding a moment of stillness, and uh, yeah, you're in a much better state of mind then to make a better decision. That's five.
0: Yeah, no, that's yeah, no, that sounds great. That sounds great. And and what I love about all of this is that you know, obviously, you understand all of the science and, and everything behind it, but actually, when you kind of give instruction as to what you need to do it is so simple but the effects are so quite you know they have such an impact well they do for me anyway um, and I, no doubt they have for people that do it properly so so yeah that's that's what i really love about all of this
1: yeah it that's it i mean you know the the you know what respiratory science is actually one of the most complicated um sciences of the body and to be quite honest with you a lot of the stuff we don't even fully understand to this day um, but, uh, but yeah, you don't need to go into all that necessarily to feel the effect you can, uh, and just yeah. breathe and, and feel good for no other reason other than that you are breathing. Yeah. So
0: before we wrap it up today, then Richie, is there anything that I didn't ask you that you feel that, um, I should have asked you, which would benefit the listeners? <sighs>
1: I think we covered a lot of really good things. Um, yeah, I think it's uh, just just start to become aware of your breath, guys. I think it's just the best thing is to to start to build that connection with your breath and a, a relationship with your breath. Um, and these are, you know, for many people might sound like very weird sentences to say, um, but, yeah. you know, it truly is a reflection of what's going on inside of you. And then it truly is one of the greatest tools that you can use to change what's going on inside of you. And if yeah. feeling good, sleeping better, having more energy, being more productive and making better decisions is as simple as taking a couple of breaths in a certain way. Well, then it's yeah. it's, it's, it's a pretty easy win. So maybe it's worth yeah. paying some attention to.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't agree more. Um, I really appreciate your time today, Richie. Um, I know you're a very busy guy, um, but, uh, yeah, I really appreciate you coming on uh, the show and giving us that information. Uh, really, really useful. I could talk to you for hours. But if 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 the people listening want to go into a lot more depth about this and, and find out a lot more about you, how can they connect with you? You know, what's your website, your socials and all that kind of um interesting yeah. stuff
1: so you can find me most of my socials is done on instagram so the breath guy on instagram my website is thebreathguy.com um i am i, I do have a book coming out and uh, it's a little ways away now it's not till early may next year but it's uh it's okay. it's going to be coming out um it's currently called exhale the science and art of Breathwork. the title might change okay. uh, but you can see it on amazon for pre-order there at the moment and that goes into the depth and the science and then, uh, of, of why breathing works and how it works. And then uh, just a whole, you know, toolbox of different breathing techniques that you can use for different situations. Um, and then, but more in the more shorter term, I also have an app coming out soon, uh, which is really exciting, probably going to be out in early October, 2019. Um, and that's going to be called Soulspire, And that is a, it's a, the breath work app, um, that has all sorts of different guided breathwork uh, meditations and sessions uh, for all sorts of different uses. So keep a lookout for that one as well.
0: Perfect. That sounds fantastic. And also, yeah, I highly recommend um, people checking out your Instagram because you put some cool stuff on stories. Your website's fantastic. I know you do some um, some big group sessions and you attend a lot of the health and fitness festivals as well. So, so definitely check out Richie's website. Um, for more information so yeah once again Richie thank you very much for your time today and I'll look forward to catching up with you again such a
1: pleasure mate thank you very much
0: thanks for listening to the fitter healthier dad podcast if you enjoyed today's episode please hit subscribe and I would really appreciate if you could leave a review on iTunes all the links mentioned in the episode will be in the show notes and a full transcription is over at fitterhealthierdad.com